Another Realm Media, exploring the unknown, where mystery meets reality. Are you fascinated by the unexplained? Do you love delving into the mysteries of the paranormal or how we respond to media that pushes us to the limit of our understanding? Do you love to dive headfirst into the exploration of the human psyche with meditations or channeled messages from beyond? Join our podcast network, Another Realm Media, and explore the unknown with us. From ghosts to aliens, cryptids to conspiracy theories, horror to sci-fi, we've got it all. Don't miss out on the excitement. Join us today and unlock the secrets of the universe. Email us at contact at anotherrealmmedia.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another fan-freaking-tastic episode of Astral, Astral, Astral. <laughs> well, that was underwhelming, but that's okay. <laughs> Just like your face. Your face <laughs> is underwhelming. <laughs> that's what my wife says all the time. Um, no, uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it's been a month. Uh, hard to believe, but it has. Uh, you're probably missing our voices and the thoughts and the feelings and the emotions and the whatever else that you want to say we put into these episodes. Misinterpretations. I mean, it's all good. Whatever. <laughs> you know? Um, and uh, yeah. I would like to take a moment, though, to specifically call out Santosh. Uh oh, what to do? Completing season one of Psychic Sleep Hour with Santosh. And if you all have not checked out. Yes. Psychic Sleep Hour with Santosh. Tell them where they can do so. Uh, SantoshDavid333.com. Uh, SantoshDavid.com. Um, you can come to, you can find me on most of the uh, socials at that handle as well. So, uh, yeah, I think we were just discussing, I'm I'm on the anchor thing, and so that puts it out on Spotify, or sorry, at, everywhere. Yeah, like a, All everywhere. Over See, it's look how cool it, it's yeah. been good to me. Now, um, are you on threads yet? <gasps> I don't even know what that is. What is what the, new, the threads? The new uh, Instagram, Twitter? I've not no. heard of the threads. You ain't on threads yet? Oh, man, y'all are missing out. Because mm. everybody hates Twitter now. So Instagram, well, basically Zuckerberg, Facebook created their own Twitter. It's called threads. It's run through Instagram. It's literally almost the same thing, but everybody's a lot of people have left Twitter and they're going over to threads now. So all the toxic people left Twitter and they're going to threads. And no, the toxic people are the ones that are staying on Twitter because oh, they're the ones that like what Elon's been doing. Okay, I got you. So, how are how are they doing on the bot verification on on threads? I wonder. You know how many bots are set up on threads and publishing? I don't know, but you sign up through your Instagram account. 
So. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll check it out. What's another social account, right? Yeah. Are, are social accounts today the speakeasies of the 20s? No, because speakeasies no. were illegal. You couldn't find them. You had to have pass, you know. Yeah. So okay. I wouldn't say speakeasy. It's just the bar of today. Yeah, the bar. Mm-hmm. And so that millionaire it, dating app or something, wasn't it like that? What was yeah. it? I, some random memory fragment floated through my face. Sorry. Like MySpace? Is that what you're thinking? No, 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 it wasn't. I miss MySpace, man. MySpace was awesome. You could play music on there for people when they came to your page. And who was everybody's bestie? Was it Jeff? It was no, Tom. 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 Yeah, what's Tom doing now? I mean, I wonder. He's just <laughs> he's just spending that money that Facebook gave him. Yeah. He's he's he uh, he he joined Threads recently and he's going to befriend everyone. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, drinking Mothman brand soda. Just to oh, say nice. nice. Uh, oh, wait, where'd he go? Make it so. Okay. Hell yeah. Generic soda. My only other ones are Cash Express, and I'm not advertising for them. <laughs> not a sponsor. Not a not a sponsor. All right. So, so I, what, what? Yeah. What's up, Josh? You, I, you, I, come to, I come to you guys with. I have two topics for today. Two. Uh, the first topic is. The idea um, that humanity um, is somehow better than every other life form on the planet. This kind of like, it's almost like an inherited opinion, I think, for the majority of people that um, somehow humans are a better life form. Like that that like animals are here to serve us or the planet was created for us or whatever the case may be. But, but like, you know, if, if we want to trash it, it's our thing to trash. Like it, you know, that, that kind of thought mentality, where, where do you think that really kind of comes from? Or, or and do you think it is legitimate? Barring like the, the line of sentience, um, being sort of a, a thing that could go into, I I go back and forth because I don't think that we're the first iteration of the human species. No, right? I agree there. I agree there. So Same. seems like we're still trying to get it right. <laughs> but well, and so you know, so talk a little bit of what you meant by the bar of sentience. Um, it's like if it's a Disney character, will you eat it? If it's had a face in a cartoon, it is now somehow separate than the other animals in some way. Um, sorry, my brain sort of spilled out on that one. Like, um, but yeah, that the difference between Goofy and Pluto, <laughs> like which, yeah. which which ones are for eating and which ones are for friending. And that right, I know we've yeah. done that for a while. So that would have came around what agricultural days, probably. Well, but even even there, though, within, well, I don't want to get too far into the religious side of the house, but you, when you bring it into different religions, right, different animals are appropriate for eating and others are not, right? In, in Judaism... I won't eat I won't eat anything with face, with ears, or a beard in a diddy cartoon. You're a vegan. You know, like in, uh, people in, with standards. <laughs> I've got standards. Judaism, you can't eat pigs, but other people can. So I don't, you know, it's just... It's you know something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I also think of that. There's a, I think for a lot of, at least people who were born, uh, 
into the quote-unquote Christian faith, right? Or, or even if you just describe to Genesis in the Bible, if you just follow that, you know, because I think that even covers a lot of uh, uh, Judaism um, and maybe portions of Islam, I'm not sure. But, you know, the whole idea that um, God created the heavens and the earth and then he created man to, to rule over the lesser creatures. And so I wonder if for a lot of people, that's where it comes from for them is that, you know, God decreed it that we are to to well, lower anything lesser. I think you'll find a lot of people on the meat side of things like veering, veering way too look like that's murder, but I don't feel like those people, those exact same people would say the same thing about insects. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I've gotten into that conversation quite a bit with my wife because, you know, like ethically, Just get rid of the ants, Josh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like ethically, it bothers me to know how animals are treated in these like big kind of industrial, you know, farm plant farms or whatever. Um, you know, to the point where like I've a ring of hell on our very own plane. Right. So, you know, I've considered doing vegetarian or, or lacto vegetarian or something like that. But for me, what it boils down to is not necessarily that I shouldn't eat meat. It's that the meat that I eat should be ethically sourced. Like it shouldn't be that, chickens are crammed into a small pen you know in 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 overfed shaved off a little bit right or whatever whatever the case you know basically you know that that they're fed uh you know it's like it's like a matrix situation where they're fed you know the the remains of the chickens who have died you know so that they can be fattened up and be full of protein so it's for me, it's an ethical piece is around, you know, not eating meat versus eating meat because the same argument I think could be made around, well, if, if you can't eat animals because, you know, they're, you know, meat is murder, do plants, I mean, people, there are people who would, who would say that you know, they talk That's to their my, plants, right? And yeah, don't they, don't they know how to react to things? And, and again, right. I think that one's like along that line of sentience. Do you, right. can, do you believe it's ha- that it has its own like self-generated intelligence? Right. Well, and I mean, I'm, we know I'm that- stuck because I don't like vegetables. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to spend the rest of my life eating fruit. And yeah, so, gotta, nothing but mushrooms and fruit. So be on no, I don't bike. eat mushrooms. Oh, okay. So. The one thing I hate the most, just a bit on the side about it, um, is the yoga community and how how everybody's heads are up their ass when it comes to. Uh, eating just in general but specifically to vegetarianism and veganism and will look down on you on you as a lesser being for even participating in the eating of those things Mm. or allowing it to go on yeah i mean that that is seems to be the for the for the folks that i've run into in the the vegetarian and vegan space it's they just can't wrap their heads around the idea of eating meat but whenever i pose them the question you know, do you have a house plant? And they say, yeah. And I say, do you, when you water that house plant, do you talk to it? Oh yeah, we, we, we talk to our plants. Okay, but you're okay with eating that. Well, we yeah, don't eat that plant. You know, we don't, we don't eat that plant. Well, you should still mm-hmm. eat plants. So it's just, you know, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. I think. Which have a something. life force to them, right? They yep. Plants have an undeniable life force about them. And we're learning to, to more and more degrees of intelligence. But this is why I just wrap it all the way back to an earlier one. People meet. Just grow, <laughs> from, grow, grow some muscle from a volunteer. You know, don't tell people that it started out as people. 
and and we'll be fine. We'll all be hey, on a higher peoples level. is peoples and potatoes is potatoes. And sometimes people's potatoes. Sometimes people and potatoes. Um that froze a really weird moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, here we got talking about meat, uh, but what we were really talking about was whether or not man is the most important species on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, but it, it makes you wonder because, you know, aliens aren't just abducting humans, right? Cows go missing, horses go missing, I'm sure other animals go missing that we don't even know about. You right. know? They do seem to have it in for the cows. Especially mm-hmm. with the mutilation. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe they're just messing with us, right? They're just like they're drunk one night, flying around. What do you want to do? I don't let's go abduct a cow and steal its anus and its eyeballs and then just leave it laying on the side of the road somewhere. Anus and eyeballs. That's a hell of a Saturday night. I was like, it sounds like a metal band. Anus and eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. Or an old vaudeville act. But you know, you <laughs> make a good point stuff, and I mean um, three quarters of the earth is covered in water um, are things being abducted out of the ocean right do they take dolphins yeah. and squid and octopus and everything else um, you know and we never know about it right do they take whales so on and so forth so long and thanks for all the fish that's what the dolphins I, said I think you just discovered how octopods actually get got here yeah they were experiments undersea experiments ah, like a doctor island of Dr. Moreau type situation Yes, I was about to make bubble noises and say it like as a fish guy, and I'm glad I stopped myself. <laughs> That's um, Stefan's job. But, you know, it, <laughs> but it, it does, uh, you know, kind of make you want, you know, so talking real quick about the sentient piece that you brought up before, um, I think, I can't remember the the philosopher or logic guy who said it, but, you know, the, the I think, therefore I am. Um, was it was it Nietzsche? I don't know. I'm probably wrong on that. But anyways, get the air go some. Um, but I'll look at so it. If you if you flip that around and you say, um, it's Descartes. Descartes. Thank you. Um, I am therefore I think. Um, if you kind of flip that logic around a little bit, then I think you could say that you can look at intelligent species like dolphins, octopus, right? You, they they put an octopus in a tank with all kinds of maize and stuff and there's a jar at the end that's got their food in it and the octopus will figure out where to go and then once they get there they'll figure out how to open the jar to get their food that implies some sort of intelligence if that implies intelligence they think therefore they are therefore they are sentient right they've so, also been caught punching fishes Yes. <laughs> and I say that not to negate what you just said, but to add on is that we have yeah. we have filmed them just being an absolute prick to others. <laughs> well, and anyone that no has reason. pets anyone that has pets has seen your your dog or your cat make decisions. Like sit and right. think about it. Right. And decide to do something, you know, right. whatever that may be, whether especially a cat, when you tell it not to do something, it looks at you, <laughs> thinks about it but, for a second and knocks that glass off anyways. <laughs> And the whole idea that, you know, birds aren't smart because they have bird brains, right? Well, but but their brain is comparable to the size of their body. So, of course, they have small brains. They have small heads. You know, you wouldn't mm-hmm. you'd think it odd if there was a bird flying around with the brain of a cat, right? It would just be like this big freaking head on top of the little tiny body, which would be funny to They're somebody parrots. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I mean, it's... 
bottom line, I think that some, and I think we've talked about this before, but the idea that that we we equate intelligence to like having a written language or speaking or whatever the case may be, but you know, dolphins talk to each other, and I don't know if octopus talk to each other or not, but they probably have some sort of a flashy color thing on their body is how they communicate or something like that. But but bottom line, if you draw the line at what is intelligent, then there are far more species on this planet that are intelligent. So to say that man is the, or humans are the greatest of all those species, I think is a very egotistical statement. Um, and so then therefore to also say that the planet is ours to do with that we please is a very yeah, I was going to say that's how you build empires is yeah. you know a loyal frenzy yep so anyways uh, I think we've uh, beat that dolphin to death so the second topic oh. that I wanted to ask you about is uh, Richard Doty for Not professor in college. Hold on. Sorry. I was having a weird flashback <laughs> for a moment. <laughs> for the people who no. are listening, don't know who Richard Doty is. I'm going to give a quick synopsis. So he was an air force intelligence guy and his whole job was to lie and give miss or disinformation to people about UFOs. Uh, when he was in the air force, then he retired. And now he's coming out and saying everything I said while I did that job was actually a lie and UFOs are all real and all these things are real and so on and so forth. I I personally have problem with someone who lied for a living coming out and saying, yep, it's all real, especially when um, he's talking about programs and things that are still classified. Um, so it would it would be like he's willing to take the chance with the government to talk about classified programs um, when people like Grush and uh, Melton, you know, the, the other guy, what's the name? Uh, something Melton. Uh, anyways, the, the senator guy or whatever that is, you know, was with Two to the Stars Academy, Lou Elizondo. Mellon. Huh? What? Mellon. Christopher Mellon. Christopher Mellon. Yeah, thank you. Louis Elizondo, others won't even talk about those classified programs because they still understand that they're classified. So, I don't know, just what are your all's thoughts on Richard Doe? I mean, do you, do you feel like he's on the level now? Because he's he's been given no. a lot of praise lately about coming forward on things. Yeah, he's on every damn documentary that's out there right now and has been for the last couple of years. And I just, man, I don't know. I'm with, I'm Josh, I'm with you on this. That I, I can't trust a single word word he says because he could still be doing it. Right. He could. Yeah. He could still be spreading. Because all part of his yeah part of his misinformation and disinformation was little bits of truth. Right. The best lies have a little bit of truth in them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and for the, there's a couple things that he's come out with um, that are I don't think the community knew about. But for the vast majority of the stuff that he gave the thumbs up on, it's things that we already kind of knew or suspected, right? About the, you know, like the second crash at Roswell, you know, people knew about that before he said anything about it. So, you know, I think the only way for me, I would be able to believe anything he has to say at this point would be of some unrelated source 
were able to corroborate any of the information that he's given. Um, you know, with uh, corrob- corroborative information as well as expanding upon what he's been given. But, you know, the idea that, like, that uh, Rush guy came forward, right, and his whole statement was sanitized by the Pentagon. So the fact that Doty's out there talking about programs that supposedly are still classified, it really makes me think either one of two things. Either A, he's still spreading BS, or B, somehow he's looped in on the program for slow dissemination of information and so he's allowed to talk about these programs because of now, that you you've brushed up against a couple of things that i'd like to get on my head first i had to write them down first um and stefan can verify playing mafia the game where you find out who's the the traitor in the bunch and he's trying to kill the other people through the game yep. um that i can tell you for a fact don't show them how good you are at it in the first round or they won't let you play for the, the rest of them <laughs> yep. so uh <laughs> had that and this but so i've been really thinking about the grush part of it and how you and i had that discussion josh and you were like well it's got to be them putting it out and it's all that and i'm like yeah if you notice what we're waiting for in disclosure terms right now is is for is for them to reinforce the current power structures that the officials opinion is now official that higher up the military's first government second and that there are you know that those things could be scared of disclosure because of the power to upset everything else, but they're not doing it. They are leaking it out in a way that reinforces that, that keeps the current system in play. So, so that's what I've been thinking, you know, I, to, to kind of, so we're going to spin off into a different topic then. So, um, thinking about, so thinking about disclosure, right. Um, the U S government, is only going to put all this information out for public consumption if it has something to gain from doing so, right? The U.S. government does, in, in its current operation, rarely does anything just for the good of doing it. You know, the people who sit in those seats rarely do anything just for the good of doing it. There are a handful, I would say, that probably want that and think that way. But the vast majority of the people in power, you know, they they it has there has to be a you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type situation, right? So, what would be the motivation for the government to come forward and say, "Yep, you know what? You're right. We have been in contact with aliens for seventy five years, and we've gotten all kinds of tech. And your smartphone that you're using right now that came from aliens and." Velcro and you know uh, whatever else. What would be their motivation to do so? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, See, I I don't know because that's talking about. To me, there's this connotation that seems to be of like dumping it all at once. And and like I said, what I'm really, or at least what I'm observing now, is the slowness is deliberately to keep the power structures in place because if we are not the apex predator anymore that changes a whole lot of social dynamics yeah, right. and things like that. If And then not to you know, imagine all the religious people are going to lose their damn minds. And what does that mean? You yeah. know, like there, there's just, um, and that, that would be fast, but it's like, Oh yeah, you caught us. This is there. And, but they're doing it on their own terms with their chosen people that, that like, I don't, 
I'm not saying like everybody's in the Illuminati, but us. Do you think it's a? Do you think it's <laughs> it a situation where, um, and the the only thing that really comes to mind is like you're in a let's say you're in a a, a pot right, and, and they're and they're they're slowly turning up the boiling the the heat, and so the water's starting to boil, and you're, and you're getting hotter. I mean, they're every intention of cooking you, but. You don't realize you're in a pot. You think you're in a hot tub, and they're and they're giving you, you know, uh, ho hos and cookies and things like that, just to because they're being like. Do you think it's a little bit of a? They're giving you bits and pieces of information to just to keep you focused on that and not realizing that you're already you're in a slow cooker. Ooh, that goes back to my biggest fear of us being cattle. But I'm going to applaud you for bringing in a Bugs Bunny meme. Into this, <laughs> like, so. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Sir. When I was Bravo, <laughs> sir. Like, why are there carrots in my hot tub? <laughs> <laughs> because um. they're good for your skin. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, he was like taking the ladle, you know, and bring yeah, back and stuff. Um, the uh, the other thing that I think about is, is you know, what if they're you know, so. Again, taking a, a big stance here and saying that most of UFO sightings are ET life forms, let's just say, for just for discussion purpose. What if there's some date in the future, right, that they're going to tell us all? Like ETs are going to come and land in Times Square or a simultaneous landing around the Earth and the beans are all going to be spilled. They're giving the government an opportunity to save face, right? To come forward so that people don't lose faith in their government if they still have it any any anymore anyway. Um, you know, that would be the only for me, the only other reason to voluntarily disseminate information, either on a trickle or a mass scale, that tells people, yes, we have this stuff. And we have had it, and it's all real. Is that they're kind of being forced? Their hand is being forced to do so. I, I don't. I, I like don't know. That. One thing. One thing I think about is I think one of the biggest fears governments have is that if disclosure happens, it means countries are done because we have to act as a world. If we, especially if if it's a threat. You know, like Lou Elizondo tends to kind of talk about, especially yeah. if it's a threat. If it's a threat, countries are done. One world government happened. We, ha- yeah, yeah, it has to happen. It has to happen. Gets all the conspiracy people really going is the one world right. government. So, right, and so that that scares countries because they don't want to lose power, right? But you can't. Everybody can't just send their own things out there. That's going to be a clusterfuck, man. Well, I mean, it's you look it's at back Greer. to the slow dissemination, right? You yeah. look at Greer, slow, right? Greer. slow controlled. Greer's whole thing, right, is that this is a false flag, that there really is no threat, but the government's going to tell you there's a threat so that they can form the one world government and all this kind of, all this other crazy stuff that's supposedly going to happen. But that's that's Greer's whole shtick, right, is that that's that's what's happening, is that if there's not a threat, they're really nice, you know, extraterrestrial beings, and he wants to be their ambassador. But, you know, you make a good point, Stefan, is that if how do we how do they control the response 
to ET life, making themselves known to people of Earth, right? And the only way they can really do that is if they get everybody on board with this is our plan for when that happens. Again, having some sort of an idea of it's coming type mentality, we've got to get most of the world up to speed, if you will, on what these things are and and, and what they're mm-hmm. you know what they're coming for, and then so that we have you know unified approach for when it happens. So like you said, you know we don't have eighteen different nations across the earth sending various things, you know. You know, maybe the U.S. sends a greeting, but but uh, China sends a warning, and then you know who, who's, well, who's and we always for Earth, you know? Yeah, exactly. And we always think that disclosure is going to come from the United States, but what if it comes from Luxembourg? Yeah. What if it's a Luxembourg that comes out and says, "Hey, here's Twiggy the alien. We've been working with him since 1940 right. uh, here in Luxembourg because that's where he landed." Well, and, and the and the fact that really, when you think about it, the fact that every, uh, what I'll say, first world nation, right? So every first world nation on the planet has come out and said, "Here's all of our stuff on UFOs," or like that letter um, that was recently written by the Canadian politician guy, basically disclosing that the U.S. is aware of, you know, these programs that exist. Um, but nobody will take the step to officially say, yep, we got them, you know? So it's yep. it really feels like either A, the U.S. has them by the uh, proverbial testicles, or um, they are somehow, there's some big plan, you know, some big orchestrated plan for how this is all going to unfold, you know, that maybe came out of like the Brookings report or something like that after they got the news of America, you know, people aren't ready. There was this big plan that was put in place to disseminate information through TV and movie. And then when we got to a certain point, we're going to say, yep, we know about, you know, here's some UFO videos we know about. And then again, just kind of slow, you know, the amount of planning though, and the magnitude of like to have a plan like that and to not have somebody just out in left field, just go on freaking Art Bell and talk about it just seems really hard to control. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting too much trust in somebody being able to put that together. Well, I'm just having sort of all of these obvious epiphanies about like how much the structure, like how much it changes the structure of everything. Because think about it, like, like most people's work around here are factories. Factories produce specific parts and goods, right? Well, that's going to change once we have access to actual alien tech. Who's going to want like mm-hmm. Earth made shit anymore? Not well. W- it depends, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Beetle guys and head massager just might be the galaxy's best, but you know. And then, then are we going to start like what deals are made so we can start helping produce the things that that a spacefaring race would actually want? Well, and, and the other thing that I'm, you know, frankly, I'm worried about is the amount of, um, and I'm just going to come out and say it, the amount of hate. <clears throat> that humans express towards other humans that are not Senate. like that, that are not like themselves. You know how does that fare in a spacefaring, you know, culture? I mean, what, watch, watch Alien Nation, the movie and TV yeah. show. Yeah, with the mustard and the coffee. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
but like there was so much hate against the aliens right. that relocated to earth you know it was just a massive issue look how and we treat the refugees exactly. that right. the same that's planet. what i'm saying yep. look how we treat and that's kind of where like this whole started with right is look how we treat everything else on our existing island of a planet it's not like we can go anywhere else or anybody else can go anywhere else. but look at how we treat everybody on our little island our little pale blue dot right and then so then introduce some new species that you know people are going to fear or worship or whatever the case may be that's just a whole other dynamic that has to be accounted for and i don't think that this slow dissemination of information accounts for that in any way shape or form unless it's a situation where you're just like rip the band-aid off and let people figure your <laughs> stuff out but right. i mean you look at um what's that there's a movie where like an alien ship comes and it hovers over like africa and they they put all the aliens in like uh temporary camps district oh, nine yeah district nine, that's what i was thinking yeah of. district nine um you know that but like imagine that situation right where they're refugees and they come to us and they ask us for aid what would we do in those situations we would give them know. land that we think is unimportant maybe like the desert they'll find some mineral and then like our own natives will just kindly ask them to move along because we want yeah. those things right and just put them somewhere else i mean it's not like we have a history of that kind of thing kindly ask them right mm -hmm. yeah. so I don't know. I mean, I think it's a. I don't think humans suck ass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're beating around yeah. the bushes. Like, are they the greatest? No, they're awful. No, we're pretty damn special. Like, well, <laughs> to ourselves, we're pretty damn special. Yeah. It might be the blandest <laughs> thing in the multiverse. Who, who really knows? <laughs> but still, I mean, we create art, we create music. I can't wait to find out what other forms of life have done to ex to creatively express themselves. Yeah. Like, what's that type of entertainment going to be like? Mm -hmm. you know, I, I was thinking, I was talking to somebody the other day about, um, you know, if, if humanity is ready, right? If humanity is ready to be a space-faring civilization. And made me think of the first episode of Next Generation where Picard goes on trial, right, for the sins of humanity. Where he, he basically uses, you know, that mentality, saying, Tasha, we, we created art, we created all these things. And so... Um, you know, then you look at uh, the Keanu Reeves remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still. You know, one of the times Keanu's talking with a professor, the professor says, it's only on the precipice that humanity changes, right? And so maybe that's what we need. Maybe we do need a rip the band-aid off situation in order for us to get out of our own way, grow past these things that are holding us back, and move forward. That sounds lovely. Don't don't run aside uh, a foul of any Pharisees. You might be in some trouble, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, those were the two things. I mean, so I guess that was three, right? And we talked about the earth and whether or not we're Josh, why haven't you brought up space Jesus yet? Like you're, you're all with like the, we, the, we have talked about space Jesus. Did we? Yeah. A couple of, like, it's been several episodes that. ago. We can talk about it again. I don't know. No, I don't want to. Yeah. Well, next time on Astral Studio, we're going to talk about Space Jesus. Space again. <laughs> again. <laughs> Space Buddha. 
<laughs> the return yeah. of space Jesus. That's that's what we because <laughs> I actually did hear that as a reference to um uh, in the Star Wars universe, right? Mm-hmm. See, I can bring it back to nerddom. Bring it back around, wrapping it all up. So, anyways, uh unless you all have anything else, I'm gonna wrap it up. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Please make sure to check out Santosh's podcast um, if you have not already. And um, Santosh David 333.com or Santosh David.com. Or Um, any of your podcast providers. Podcast providers. Uh, For those that are wondering, the Convergence Enigma is coming back eventually. Um, Stefan and I are still working through the particulars. Uh, probably going to be a short season this year as we both kind of look at some life changes that are happening. And then we get a plan together and come back strong uh, for season six. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, we do questions about that. I've got one more thing to add on because I wasn't. Thank you for helping me promote my stuff. I wasn't planning on it. Um, and now I, I preface too much. No, 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 no. Damn it. It was at the end. I thought I could wrap it up and ask again, and I totally lost the thought. So it's not going to not gonna happen. Way to, way to okay. let us all down. Space I'm, Jesus. I'm on it. No, Space Jesus. Jesus. It was something at <laughs> the very last. That we oh, oh, that it's a full episode. That's what I was going to say. Like the 24th episode I just put out, which brings season one to the end, is an actual full psychic sleep yoga nidra. So if you want to know what the hell I've been doing Sunday nights, it, it in its, you know, yep. majority is there. So awesome, that's, that's awesome. what I'm going to say. You, you, get a, you get a little view in on other projects. That's what I wanted to offer. I, Sorry for taking so fucking long. Would, would you say that uh, that's probably not a good thing to listen to first thing in the morning before you start your day or is it i think you whenever you listen to it it will be right maybe you need a nap okay. you know maybe you need to go to sleep on it maybe you want to start your day like it it's it's that versatile so it's but you're in versatile. an altered state of consciousness for a little while yep all right so thank you all again for tuning in if you haven't already please subscribe to the channel please like this video and comment. We would love to hear what you all think about what we talked mm-hmm. about here on this episode um, or any episode that we have of Astral Stew. So thank you all again so much for tuning in. This has been Josh. This Sam has been Tosh. Stefan. Oops. Steph Tosh. Steph Tosh. I didn't, I is that like, is that like, is that like t- two, two bits? Was it two bits? Yeah, Yeah, when Neelix and Tuvok got merged. Oh, yeah. 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 Dragon Ball reference for fans. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. I'll be better next time.